Making the most of the work-from-home environment. Welcome back to another Textonation interview. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from Google is productivity expert Laura May Martin. Hi, Laura. Hi, Fred. Thanks for having me. Well, about a third of U.S. employees are still doing their jobs from home, and in some cases, the teleworking may be here to stay. You've put together some steps on, on how we can stay productive. Yeah, a lot of us are thinking about going into another phase of working from home. So I have some top tips that have helped this past year and, and can help going forward. The first being thinking of what your spot is where you're working. I call that your hot spot. Our brains associate sights, smells, and sounds of a certain location with what we're thinking about in that location. It's the reason that authors typically write a whole book in one spot because they're always thinking about the characters when they sit there. So you want to pick your spot for working, your hot spot, and then your not spot. So any spot in your house where you never work so that your brain hasn't thought about work in your bedroom or in your living room and you can relax there. It's like inviting a guest into your home. You want to create those boundaries. Second, you want to plan out, you know, hour by hour what you plan to do. So there's two groups working from home. We have our marathoners who maybe had more time than ever. They're not commuting. They're not traveling. It's just them and a partner maybe, and they feel like they could work all day. So those people want to really plan how they plan to take breaks and not get burnout just like you would in a marathon. And then you have the sprinters who maybe have less time than ever. They have three kids at home doing virtual school, and they're only getting one or two hours to work. So whatever your race is, marathon or sprint, it's important to plan more than you even might need to at an office so that you know exactly what you're going to get done and you you don't feel burnout. And then lastly, just thinking about going with your natural productivity rhythm. So we all are different in how we work. If we wake up and we're really productive, we might do well if we – take a mid-afternoon break, or we might be people who need to take a slower morning and then really get productive in the afternoon. So in the office, not always um, feasible to do that, but at home we can learn what those ups and downs are and really capitalize them. And then when we go back into the office, take some of those lessons learned. What are I know it varies, a lot of variables here, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you've heard of that people are finding? I think definitely the distraction piece, you know, we are so used to going into an office where it's set up perfectly for us to get things done. We have our desks, we have our coworkers who are also working, you know, we have snacks, drinks, whatever that is. And so one of the things that I've seen be really helpful is really setting the scene. I I talk about thinking of yourself as a set designer, wherever you're going to work, sit down and think, how could I get distracted in this spot? How could I be more efficient in this spot? Do I need a, a water bottle? Do I need a foot rest? Do I need, you know, headphones, whatever it is. So before you start working, thinking about the distraction piece. And then I think the second um, challenge that a lot of people are seeing is just burnout. So if you are one of those marathoners or sprinters and you feel like you're working all day and, and you don't know, you know, how to take those breaks and really force yourself to step back, I think that can be draining. So Getting ahead of burnout is one of the best ways to avoid getting to that point. So making sure you take long breaks to think, to be creative, you know, 
having time without devices. My family and I do no tech Tuesday night. So from dinner all the way until the next morning, we, we do no devices at all. And it forces us to do puzzles or board games or, or be outside. And it's just a good way to unplug because we're using digital devices so much to connect with family or workout classes or whatever it is these days. And kids are good with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have very young kids, so they <laughs> they haven't noticed. But I actually, I've I've done it as a challenge at Google, and I've heard really um, interesting feedback from parents saying that their kids say, you know, is it Tuesday? We love Tuesday night, and they've been keeping it as a tradition. So um, I think that you know, depending on the age of your children, it can catch on if it's only one night a week. <laughs> Should people still be stressed about the unexpected things that happen? at unexpected times during video conferences and meetings. I think we're all getting to the point where, you know, and that's definitely one of the quote benefits of the pandemic is we've seen into each other's lives. And so you may never have, have seen your boss's children um, coming in or sitting on their lap or dogs barking or construction going on in the household. So I think we're becoming more empathetic workers as we, you know, see these areas of our employees' lives and our coworkers' lives. And so I think that, you know, in, in some respects, there's still boundaries that need to be set and, and respected. But um, in some ways, I think people are, are becoming more comfortable with that personal aspect of us all being at home. That's interesting. They find out that people are more than the, the, the woman or man in the next cubicle or whatever. What are some other unexpected benefits? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think, um, you know, as I talked about the, the ebbs and flows of the day and figuring out what are your productivity rhythms, that's something that I coached people on before the pandemic. I, I actually asked them, which is a little funny now, if you had a full day at home, um, working at home with no meetings, how would you spend it? And the goal of that question was to understand when do you feel most productive? What are your power hours for getting things done? What are your low energy times? And so now that's something that we've really figured out. I think another benefit is um, just meetings and how they've evolved. So, you know, within Google Workspace, um, if you're meeting on Google Meet, there's the ability to chat and, and involve yourself immediately in the conversation or take a poll in the middle of the meeting. And, you know, I've heard the term, everyone's just a square. There's no boardrooms anymore with the head of the boardroom. Everyone feels like they can speak up. And so I think that, you know, we've definitely evolved on the meeting front of how to have more collaborative focused meetings, which may not have been the case in person. So I think um, we're thinking about, you know, how to take that into more of a hybrid work model if we're meeting in the office as well. And as you've mentioned, Google provides uh, tools to help people with the collaboration and the meetings, et cetera. Yes, exactly. So Google Workspace, you know, I think more than ever being able to work on the same doc within Google Docs and your coworkers are from home and chatting about it and setting boundaries or work, working time on Google Calendar, all of those things have become more important um, as we've been at home and working together but apart. Is there a place you want to send people for more info on all this? Um, yeah, workspace.google.com is a great place to get started and learn more about all of our tools. Terrific. Laura Mae Martin, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. 
and that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.